This Thacker Slate podcast is hosted by Connie Thacker and Allison Slate, two experienced attorneys who believe honesty, transparency, and knowledge are key to achieving the best legal outcomes. A variety of topics, particularly those related to sensitive family law matters, are candidly covered by Connie and Allison in a way that's refreshing, timely, and practical for listeners. Welcome to the Thacker Slate podcast. This is Connie Thacker here with my uh, good teammate, Allison, my business partner. And we're going to talk to you today about alternative dispute resolutions. We get so many calls here at the firm about collaborative law, mediation, and arbitration. So this morning, we're going to talk about those three areas so that you can better understand and have some better knowledge in terms of what method you would want to pick. Because we hear everybody talk about collaborative and everybody wants to avoid the war of the roses and nobody wants to be in high conflict uh, cases. But you need to know the pros and cons of all of these types of alternative dispute resolution methods. And the first one we're going to talk about is collaborative law. And collaborative law was put into effect in Michigan in 2014. And it's found in our statutes and in our court rules. And so if you're looking for the statute, it's Michigan... um, Compiled laws uh, 691.1332 through 1354, and the Michigan court rule is 3.222. It is a very specific process, and it requires a very specific contract in forms. You must have a high level of trust of your spouse in order to participate in collaborative, or it simply will not work. If you think that your spouse has an addiction issue or a mental health issue, probably a collaborative is not the place that you need to be. You also need to be free of any power and control issues in the process. You have to feel equal enough to be able to talk through the issues that you have, including your kids and your finances. And frankly, a lot of people want to do collaborative law, but they're getting divorced for a particular reason. And that usually has to do with some sort of trust issue. And collaborative really means that you have to trust each other to get through the amicable uh, divorce. You both must agree to collaborative law. The court cannot order you into a collaborative process. The downside with collaborative law is if you do not get it resolved through the collaborative process, you must get a new lawyer. So you're going to do it twice. So before you do it twice, you need to make sure that this is the process that you want to use. This process also involves financial coaches, mental health coaches, and various uh, signed agreements throughout the process are needed. It is a very good process if you have someone uh, who's your spouse that you can get along with and you're agreeing with and you can work through it. But if not, another um, modality that you can use is mediation. And Allison's going to talk to us a little bit about mediation. Yeah, just commenting briefly on the collaborative process, it's not something that I would recommend for probably 98% of our cases. Just because of the formalities that are required and the issues with having to retain different counsel if it doesn't work out. Uh, I'm much more likely if a client calls me to recommend pre-filing mediation or even uh, post-filing mediation. Every case in Michigan has to go through mediation at some point unless you walk into filing for divorce and you already have an agreement. Pre-filing mediation, I often recommend instead of collaborative simply because there's less formality to it. 
and you can maintain the same lawyer throughout the process, but it's a lot of the same process. You can sit down with your spouse and both of your attorneys, try to work on your agreement before anyone files. I find that if both people are on the same page and the other person knows when the other person's going to be filed and there's a plan for how the service is going to happen with the complaint for divorce, it's less likely to uh, escalate in terms of anxieties and other things that with the parties that can happen. Uh, so pre-filing mediation is an option. You can sit down with your spouse. You can start to talk about how you're going to divide things up, what's going to happen with the kids, how are you going to tell the kids, and kind of look at what this divorce process is going to mean for the two of you. Uh, and then once you have an agreement or some plan on how you're going to go through the process, then someone can file and serve the other party and everyone's aware of what's going on. Everyone knows that it's happening and everyone knows how that process is going to unfold. Every case does go into mediation. There's a court rule for that as well. It's MCR 3.216 if you'd like to Google something today. Uh, and so every case has to go through mediation. The only qualifications to not go through mediation would be if there's domestic violence in your relationship. But uh, time and time again, even if there is domestic violence, as long as both parties are represented by an attorney, uh, it's usually the power imbalance that we're worried about with respect to domestic violence and reaching agreements at mediation isn't as prevalent because you're represented by counsel and they can certainly uh, assist you in that regard. 90% uh, of cases settle. There are very few that go to trial, so it's always a good thing to know. Uh, so probably what you're thinking about as you're going through divorce is which one of these modalities for settlement fits us best. And the third one we're going to talk about is arbitration. Yeah. And I think Allison brings up a good point. And I think it's important for people to understand what the process looks like too, because we get a lot of those kinds of questions in terms of what to expect on mediation day. In this day and age with the pandemic, we're doing a lot of mediations by Zoom. And so the mediator will put uh, the parties and their attorney in a particular room, and then we will uh, have discussions. Mediation, as well as collaborative, as well as arbitration that we're going to talk about are all confidential processes. So anything that you learn or talk about during those processes cannot be used uh, later in a court date. Uh, because they are all uh, confidential. So the only one uh, that the court can actually order is the mediation that Allison just talked about. So collaborative requires uh, the parties to agree. Arbitration requires the parties to agree. But mediation, you're really going to go through no matter what if you're in the court process. The other thing I wanted to mention too is that with respect to collaborative, uh, if somebody files a complaint for divorce, the process is over. It's uh, terminated. And that's how it ends. So it either ends with an agreement or it ends with somebody filing in the court system and you start that process. So talking a little bit about arbitration. Before we go on to arbitration, the other thing with mediation that I think a lot of people don't understand is that it's a voluntary process. And it can take place over several mediation sessions. Right. You may come to the first one and you may be so angry at your spouse that you can't even sit in a Zoom room with them, right? <laughs> or a breakout room, and you're just not prepared to deal with it. Well, certainly you can discuss some things that day and then move on, take a break, and talk about other things another day. Uh, the other thing that I think people need to know about mediation is that the mediator is not the judge. So you're not coming into this arguing to the mediator why you should have this or they should have that. That's not their role. Their role is to be neutral. 
And in doing that, they're going to ask you or your spouse questions. You know, what would you like to see happen? And they're probably going to hear you out and listen and then challenge you with some evaluation, which is, well, in my experience and with this particular judge in your county, you're probably not going to get that. So is there some uh, room for negotiation with respect to that issue? And, And really good mediators are able to do that. They're able to hear you out but they're also able to move parties through the evaluation process closer together, not further apart. Yeah, I think that's a really uh, important point is that you need to know mediation is not generally just a one-time deal. It goes over a period of time and we may have four or five or six or seven or how many ever mediation sessions it takes. And so um, people are in a different mental health state during this process. And usually when you get to the end, everybody is ready to wrap it up and get it done. But the point that Allison's making is that in um, collaborative and in mediation, uh, those lawyers that are involved in those processes do not get to make the decision, unlike um, arbitration. Arbitration, we have a lawyer, and it must be a lawyer under the Arbitration Act, who steps into the shoes of the judge and actually makes all of the decisions in your case. In the arbitration, we have a specific Domestic Relations Arbitration Act, and that's founded MCL 600.5070, and it is a binding process, unlike collaborative, which you can step out of, and unlike mediation, which you can step out of. You can avoid the courthouse completely, um, other than just filing the complaint for divorce and walking through the documents. It is a very uh, private way to go. And even if we have to have recordings because of child support or custody or parenting time, uh, those transcripts are private and you you pretty much stay away from the judge assigned to your case uh, completely. You must have a lawyer that has five years of experience in order to do uh, arbitration. And then we also have two court rules that are applicable to arbitration. And that's um, uh, 2.410 and 3.602. If you feel like Googling those and and, and reading something at night when you're trying to fall asleep, those will put you to sleep for sure. (laughs) But those uh, control as well as the uh, statute and certain recordings, as I indicated, are required in that. But it's, it's very private. And sometimes the arbitrators, in terms of process, you might be in the same room with your spouse. In all likelihood, you may not be, some, because caucusing, meaning moving in and out of each uh, room, is allowed under the statute. We all don't have to be together. But the important drawback to arbitration that people need to be aware of is this is final. Right. There is no appeal. Right. So people know that we've got the Michigan Court of Appeals, we've got the Supreme Court. So if you're unhappy with what a circuit court judge does in your case, you can take it up to these higher courts in order to get relief. For arbitration, that's it. You're done. And there's very, 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 very narrow circumstances in which you might be able to appeal. And most often those won't apply to your case. So you have to be sure, you have to be invested in the process, and you have to select an arbitrator uh, who knows what they're doing. Uh, Because we've had that problem in cases in the past as well, when people try to dabble into domestic relations arbitration, which is different than other arbitration in other cases. Yeah, Allison makes a good point because there's another uh, arbitration act that applies to uh, civil arbitration and the Domestic Relations Arbitration Act is completely 
uh, different. And so you need to be cognizant of that. The other thing too that we've seen on complicated cases is where you have uh, three arbitrators and that way uh, they get to make the decision and you have a tiebreaker on where they're going to be on these types of cases. But I hope that that gives you a little bit of clarity on the three processes that you can have. And here at Thacker Slate, we are trained and certified in all of them. Uh, we have designations for um, and are able to act as collaborative lawyers. We are certified mediators and certified by the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers for arbitration. So if you have any other questions or need any other information, feel free to give us a call and we'd be happy to chat with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of our Thacker Slate podcast. If you have additional questions, do not hesitate to contact us at 616-888-3810 or visit our website, thackerslate.com, for additional information. 